0: Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. I'm Mark the Engineer, and we've got uh, Frank Selby on the line. Mr. John Hennigan is not with us today, but I think we're going to do okay. Don't you, Frank?
2: Oh, always When Me and you're together. We have a ball.
1: It's all good, baby.
2: Yeah, you got it. We're going to have Mike, and Mike is a lot of fun. Now, he's a kayak he's one,
1: guy, is that right?
2: Yeah, he's okay. one of the first uh, guided kayak guys in saltwater that I know of, and I've known him for, uh, never mind how many years. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, uh, now, who's up next? Just, who's
1: uh, David Vance here?
2: Yeah. david's a pro bass fisherman out of texas oh okay and he guides on uh what lake is that uh, oh, it's called
1: lake fork out of east of dallas yeah. okay yeah
2: yeah he is one of the nicest people you'll ever have on the show
1: i talked to him I this didn't... morning yeah seemed like a good man I
2: didn't say that. Don't ever tell him I said it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got you. I got you.
2: Yeah, because if you don't give them a bad time, they think I'm mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: just your style, isn't it?
2: You, you got it. Uh, but, you know, uh, the fish has been really good. I got a great letter today, and I, I'm going to talk a little bit about guides and some of the things that guides really enjoy that people don't realize they do Okay, but uh, I got a letter yesterday I had guided a a gentleman from up in Azusa, Saltwater and he had a ball, we caught a few fish he just wanted to know where he could take his brother when his brother came down I think from Washington Uh well last night I got the neatest email from him they got. I showed him different places. Told him the times to fish. Uh-huh. The, from eight to eight thirty. They got eight fish at the wall at the little island. Exactly where I told him the college to use.
1: There you go. Hey, hey hold that thought. We're going to take our break. We're going to come back with Mike Allen, the kayak man, and get the show going. So uh, hang in there, Frank. We'll be right back.
7: Catch shallow, I can catch them deep, muddy water or the back of the creek, wind and rain to me, it's all the same, I make a living playing this game, and I thank the Lord above every time I can, I get to be a fisherman. I can catch them deep, muddy water or the back of the creek, wind and rain to me, it's all the same. I make a living playing this game, and I thank the Lord above every time I can, I get to be a fisherman.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John
1: Hennigan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, John Hennigan is not with us today. I'm Mark the Engineer. And on the line, we've got uh, Frank Selby and Mike Allen. Take it away, Frank.
2: Yes, Mark. I yeah, want Frank. you to tell us about your uh, videos and stuff with Hobie.
8: Oh, that was, that's was that been a wonderful experience. Hobie, uh, Hobie, in the beginning, didn't have a whole lot of uh, Information about fishing from a kayak, and so that 's what uh, I got involved in doing and so uh, there 's a fish uh, program called Fish the world uh, a dvd actually that uh, is on the website and uh, and then another website another another one that says "How do you fish from a kayak besides uh, in which hype so anyway it 's just uh fish the world is the biggest one that we did went all over France and holland and in Australia and uh, uh, everywhere, Austin. Yeah. Had, a great time, had a great time fishing and able to show people how to fish from a kayak. Yeah. You've been their sponsor for a
2: long time at the shows, correct? Oh, absolutely, yes. It, uh, we won't say how many years, you and Bob. <laughs> we, we all tease each other, but we all have a lot of fun. That's right. And I heard you just got back from Hawaii.
8: Yes. And uh, it's a... Uh, a trip that I've taken with with my wife and uh with friends for many years and uh I spend a month there and I normally have a chance to fish uh with uh oh uh, accurate uh Jack Nelson uh, we normally are able to go out and, and uh do a little fishing when we're there and uh and then when I get back from that trip then I take people to Alaska for uh for 2 weeks and actually, we could week can do it twice. So it's uh, life is good, frankly. Yeah, good. Uh, it seems like
2: you're, you're living the dream like me. We do what we <laughs> love and have a lot of fun. And I was just talking uh, to Mark before we came on the air. I just got an email from one of the guys that's just starting to saltwater, and I took him out for a day on his boat, showed him the different places to fish. And then this week, last night, he uh, he emailed me after he took his brother out for the day. Well, he only fished till noon, but the first uh, hour from eight to eight thirty, they had caught eight fish at the Little Island Spotty Bay Bass, and mm-hmm. uh, they had a ball. And they they just said exactly. The, and then by noon, his brother was so tired. <laughs> they didn't go down and fish the bait barge or the other spot I told them about. I that made me feel so good to get a new newbie in the fly fishing salt
8: water and they catching a lot of fish. That's that's what, what it's all about, about, Frank. That really is. It's uh, I love taking out newbies. I love taking people who who are saying, Can I have is this fun to do? And uh and it just all of a sudden it opens a new world for them. Well, we've taught a lot of people over our lifetime, <laughs> yes, we have Frank, yes, we have yeah,
1: so Mike do, do you teach uh, uh both conventional and fly?
8: Yes, and oh, we're yeah. just
1: based on kayaking
8: it... exactly uh, right. in fact, when I go out uh on my kayak, I normally take around four four rods, I take fly rods and conventional if if it's deeper than twenty 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 five feet, I don't use any yeah uh, you know fly rods are not really appropriate. So, I'm ready for anything. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: I just want do you, have, do you have a favorite one without saying their name that you took out that you just super enjoyed?
8: You know, I'd like to say that, but uh but the reality is it's it's almost universal when I take people out and they they just have such a good time. That they say uh, it's just like thank you. It's just open a new world for people, yeah. and and again, it's it's depending on what kind of fishing you enjoy doing. And this is this is so easy and so uh, basically inexpensive and relaxing and relax <laughs> <laughs> for both I, I sides know. of this coin. I I always try to take a nap during a day for a little while when I'm <laughs> out there uh, and there's nobody with me. I mean, or not with nobody with me. Nobody, everybody's comfortable. I said, okay, I'm gonna take it. am gonna I'm gonna relax.
1: Just kind of doze off for a little bit.
8: Oh, it's it's that's when you know that. You're having a good time, and your, your people are really happy. Well, for,
1: for those of us who just joined us, we we're talking to Mike Allen. He is a fishing guide and a, a kayaker, and you can see his videos, these DVDs. Is that on the, on the Hobie Cat website, the Hobie Kayak yes. website?
8: Hobie Cat website, uh, okay. Fish the World, and there's a couple others on, the, on how to fish from a kayak. Oh, yes.
1: We've got to check those out, Frank, because that sounds like some, some good viewing.
8: I've seen him. <laughs> all right, yeah, and
2: I've seen him in action in person. And him and Bob, you you know Bob, he's been on a couple times. We we always are giving each other as much trouble as we possibly can at the shows, so well, the absolutely. shows
8: go faster. But... <laughs> Love the shows. Yeah.
1: Well, Mike, how did you get into this kayak thing in, in the first place? What happened?
8: I've been a fisherman all my life. And uh all of a sudden about oh twenty, twenty five years ago, uh I saw mm-hmm. somebody was fishing from a kayak and he says, I wanna I wanna do that. Actually it was Dennis Spike, he's the guy who opened opened the door for me. And uh I haven't seen Dennis for a few years but uh I then I had such a much such a good time I was immediately in, in the fold and i so started guiding with uh, with dennis and uh, and then it just has evolved into an awful lot more than that uh, you know working with hobie uh, do, making uh, dvds with hobie just uh, just fishing the world
1: so the whole kayaking thing wasn't hard to learn you just kind of picked it up and boom
8: exactly a lot of people are are, are afraid uh that they're going to fall over in the kayak. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. and I and I tell people, you know, I've been I've been guiding for you know twenty years. How many people have gone over? I had one guy, who he didn't go over. He slid off because he was about three hundred and fifty pounds. Oops. And and we got him back on board uh, on the kayak, and that was it. So mm-hmm. no, it doesn't. It depends on the kayak. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm used to the, the Hobie kayaks are designed for fishing, and they're, they're a little wider, and they're just very. This this doesn't. Very stable. It's not a problem. It's, how, how do you say that? It's not a problem.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of a good way to what you sneak up on the fish. Is that the word?
8: Actually, you have so much control of where you are and what you're what you're doing, uh, with especially with the pedal drive. You can just you can sit in one spot uh, in the current. You know, no matter what the current's doing, and you uh, just have so much control. I don't use a paddle. Oh. I use I use my my pedals move me around, and I. My rod is in my hand, and it's why I'm fishing all the time, not, oh. not paddling and fishing.
1: And this is uh, freshwater and saltwater? Oh, yeah. i oh, my.
8: I just got back from uh, a few days in uh, on the Colorado River uh, fishing. And uh, when I'm there, I use four different kind of rods. One of them is a fly rod, but the other three are conventional. And you want to, depending on what you want to use, it's just – and it's all catch and release. It's just it's – just, fun to be out on the water.
1: There you go, there you go. What do you think, Frank?
8: I uh, 110%
2: agree with It doesn't (laughs) matter where you're at. 80% of the places most of us like to fish, there's always something beautiful to look at. There's always something else going on besides fishing if you just take a moment and look around. And I'll tell you, the camaraderie is the best of it
8: all. It really, really is. It's just uh, it's just so much fun and uh, so much so enjoyable. And there's so many places you can go. Well it just yeah. I know <laughs> all of a sudden i preaching any... and I don't want to preach. <laughs> okay. I don't think
2: there's a river or a lake that you can't rent a kayak on any good size. Okay, let's get that straight. But ninety yeah. percent of the lakes and rivers have kayaks for rent.
8: Oh, exactly. Well, let me let me say one more thing. Also, when I'm when I'm talking about fishing the Colorado River, I'm not fishing on the river. Uh, all the way along, uh, there's backwaters that are so. I'm largemouth bass fishing. Basically, is what it what it is, and it's and it's not is not being swept down the middle, down the river although that's a, an option if you want to do that. <laughs> wow. It's just just a place to fish. I mean that's just one of the many 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 places that we use.
1: Hey uh, Mike, we're going to have to have to cut it off but thanks so much for being on the show man. We got to see these videos fish the world and how do you fish from a kayak. Uh, Frank, we're going to be back in just a bit, a couple of minutes so nobody go away please.
5: Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as fifteen bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to
7: it. welcome
0: back to fish talk hunt radio with John Henneken
1: hey everybody this is fish talk hunt radio I'm Mark the engineer uh, John Hennigan is not with us today but uh, we've got uh, mr. Frank Selby on the line take it away Frank
2: yes uh, we've got a really special guest today from Lake Forest Texas uh, Lake Forest Texas and he is one of the pros and he guides down there and I needed a really good friend to talk a little bit about the bass fishing there for a couple of young guys that want to learn so let's get it get it right off where exactly are you located and exactly how they can get in touch with you
10: i'm right here at lake fork texas which lake fork is uh located about 90 miles east of dallas and it's a it's a pretty centrally located between dallas and uh, the other uh, major city it's close to is tyler texas those are the two two main cities that people fly into that are coming from in out of state to come here and fish, which we have people from all over the country come here and fish and, matter of fact, from all around the world to come here and fish because this lake is such well-known for the big bass it's produced over the years.
7: Yeah. Uh,
10: what's the biggest bass you've caught out of there? Uh, mine to date is 14 pounds and 2 ounces is my personal best out of Lake Fork. and Also, Lake Fork has the the state record bass came out of this lake, which is 18 pounds, and also out of the top 50 uh, large bass in the, in the state, 30, 38 of them have also come out of Lake Fuller, out of the top 50 in the state. So that gives you an idea of what kind of fishery this lake is.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, if I wanted to come down and fish with you, what would be the best way to contact you?
10: Uh, The best way to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, which is uh, www.lakeforktexasbigbass.com. That's lakeforktexasbigbass.com, or you can reach me at 903-629-5085. That's the best two ways to get a hold of me. And you do tournaments every so often, too, don't you? Uh, I, well, not so much anymore. I used to fish the uh, Bassmaster Trail for quite a few years and uh, yeah. still fish a few tournaments here on, uh, in the state, like down on uh, Sam Raver, and I have some down on Lake Falcon down close to the border, but not as much as I used to. I've got a stupid question,
2: but please answer it. All right. Does, does any of them lakes
10: anymore have any size trout in them? No, we don't have any. Any, none of these lakes in Texas will sustain trout. The only thing that we have close to that, some of the lakes have smallmouth, but we don't have any any lakes that have trout. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I wanted to ask a stupid question.
2: You know, you have to ask them once in a while.
10: <laughs> the the closest, closest place you can find a trout here in Texas is January at the boat show.
7: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like that. <laughs> uh,
2: w- one more little question: If uh, the best time of year to fish for largemouth bass, if in your opinion, what would it be? The best
11: time?
10: That's a very good question because that's one of the main things that I. That I, that I a lot of people don't ask that question, but when they don't ask them, I tell them because I usually ask everybody what they expect out of their trip and uh, the the prime times to come to this lake, and most of the people that do come here are interested in catching a, a big bass. That's why everybody comes to Lake Park. That's what they want to do, and uh, they know this is one of the best places to come to. If you want to catch a big bass, go where they live, and this is one of the places that, that they do live, and uh, and the prime time is March, April, and May in the first part of June. And then our best and that uh, those particular times right there is our spawning months when these fish are actually up spawning and on the beds. And that March and April the two prime months that they are on the beds and the post spawn period there is our best top water time is May and June. And uh but those those months right there, there's really not a bad time to come down here and fish. A lot of people, they try to jump the gun and want to come down because our weather down here is very unpredictable. I mean, one day in uh, February, it can be 75 degrees and snow in the next. That's how Texas weather is. And I tell everybody that that's the first thing I tell them if they try to book a trip here in February or late January, you know, I I just tell them, I say, if you're looking just to come down and catch a big bass, this is a time to come. But if you want kind of an optional deal to catch big bass and a few numbers too, you know, I would wait until till March because of the fact is that's when we have most of our bad cold fronts that come in like the 1st uh, of uh, February through the last week of February. So uh, if you want to save yourself from getting stung by a bad cold front, it's your best time to come down here to plan your trips March, April, and May. I used to come down in the summer.
2: And I won't mention the town, but it was an old Carney town where all the carnivals would uh, leave half the gear. My aunt married a carny,
11: <laughs> and uh-huh. the whole
2: family went nuts. But I used to go down and fish the ponds, and I used to catch, like, and you tell people this today, and they think you're crazy, a pond, a little... Four acre pond would have three or four bass that were six to seven pounds.
10: Oh, that's not uncommon at all here. I mean, that yeah. I mean, I have a lot of friends that have you know quite a few acres of land and have you know a five or six acre pond on it. There ain't nothing for it to produce six to ten pound bass out of it. You know, these these fish here, I mean, they they don't you know they they grow year round and you know versus uh northern lakes up there where their growing time is pretty short because of their winters, but. You know, it never gets too cold here to fish, but, you know, uh, but the, you know, it's not uncommon at all for a lot of ponds around here to have, you know, very big fish in them. Yeah, my biggest one was just
2: outside of Odessa, and I caught my first 12-pound bass, and it was in the smallest pond you have ever seen.
10: You right. can walk around it in four minutes. That's right. There's a lot of places in Texas like that. Oh, I never forgot that. And my love for
2: bass fishing, I always like to get down there at least once every four or five years and do a little fishing. It's a little harder to get on some of the ranches anymore, but I understand that.
10: Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they're, they're pretty good about letting you on there. One of the things they want you to do, though, if you catch a big one like that, they want you to... You know, put it back. If they do let you keep some, it's most of the small ones they want you to get out anyway. You know, yeah.
2: Yeah, they used to always say, bring me two under two pounds. There you go.
10: Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: everybody. If you just joined us, we're talking to David Vance out of East Texas. He specializes in fishing Lake Fork, Texas. And uh, David, give that website again so we know how to get hold of you.
10: Uh, the website is Texas. Bass dot com,
1: and how about that phone number too? Just in case somebody wants to and, give you a call.
10: And the phone number is nine zero three six two nine five zero eight five.
1: Now, how did you get into this in the first place, David? You said you've been fishing it since nineteen eighty one. That's a while back.
10: Well, I, I I was raised here by the lake, and uh, you know, when my brothers, when we were kids, deer hunted all that land that the lake was that the lake is is, is taking in right now. Matter of fact. As far as the ages of lakes, this lake is still virtually a new new lake compared to say, like a Toledo being here or, or Sam Laboring, because this lake opened in September of nineteen eight. Okay. So it's, it's so it's really not that old of a lake, and you know, me and my brothers, we watched them build it and and uh, watched it come in, and you know, we drove up and down most of the the flood the roads that are now flooded and and deer hunted most of the land that's there, mm-hmm. and uh yeah. and uh but uh, we have a lot of lakes here in East Texas, I mean, close by with Cypress Springs, Bob Sandlin, you may not be familiar with those, uh, those lakes, but they're they're very popular lakes around here. And uh, those lakes, of course, were open before Lake Bark was, and how I got into it, I didn't really plan on being a fishing guide, it just fishing guide kind of come to me, and <laughs> uh, I, I fished these other lakes, and before you know it, people that were coming down to fish tournaments and stuff like that, because I was on the water all the time, and... One time a guy came up to me and he said he'd pay me if I'd take him fishing one one uh, weekday before he had a tournament there on Bob Sandlin. And uh, I said, sure. And so anyway, one person became two people, and before you know it, Lake Fork came in, and it, it just you know went crazy right away. And and uh, before I turned around, I was doing it every day, so that's kind of how I got started in and guiding here in, in East Texas.
1: Well, you know, I was looking there at the website, and it's got some pictures on there. That's a beautiful lake. It's a beautiful area.
10: Oh, yeah. It, it's uh, if people, are, you know, the, the big lake before this lake was, was Toledo Bend. I'm sure you've heard of that lake.
11: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
10: And, uh, you know, it's Lake Fork looks like a, a baby Toledo Bend. This, this lake is, uh, they didn't take much of the timber out of it when they built it. I mean, it has a lot of standing timber in it, and uh, it's not... It's not what you'd call a recreational lake. Not very many people come here at all. There's probably zero skiers and zero uh, jet skiers or anything like that because there's better lakes to go to if you're planning on doing that. Because this lake has so much timber in it and underwater obstruction and stuff like that, it's just not a not a good lake to come to and. You know, break out your skis or your jet ski. Right, it's a
1: fishing lake. Yeah,
10: it's a it's a fishing lake, in which you know, I like I like the aspect of that.
1: (laughs) Keep it simple. Yeah,
10: yeah. I don't like them ski boats flying by me when I'm fishing either. (laughs) You don't have to worry about that here. Any any boat you see here's got a set of power poles on the back of it.
1: There you go. Hey, we're just about out of time, guys. Uh, David, thank you so much for, for being on the show. And, God, great to get that information and uh, keep fishing in that beautiful, beautiful area. We're going to take a short break here, Frank, but we're, we're coming back. And I think we've got uh, Ron Bauer coming up. Uh, he's going to be going to New Mexico next week, but we'll, we'll find out what's going on. So, take care. Try.
5: Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish, it's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FishTalk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as fifteen bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You
3: will be looking forward to it.
12: You're the best, never seen you with a fish on here. Got a pole and a big on there, never seen you get him wet. See you get them wet Can't get fishing lining in the water
0: Fish Talk
1: Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. And welcome back, everybody. John Hennigan is not with us this time, but uh, we've got Frank Selby on the line. Take it away, Frank.
2: Yes, I've got one of my best fishing buddies. We fish out of the country. We fish all the fun places in Oregon and always go to Washington when I'm going to Oregon. Ron Bowers, how you doing? And I know you're getting ready to head down to the River. Right. We're we're getting ready, Frank, uh, next week. Moving on uh Tuesday, going down to the San Juan River in uh, New Mexico. Uh, my brother and I we're gonna go down there and fish for a week. So down there we're gonna we're gonna um stay at Abe's uh lodging. That's his uh the fly ship and lodging they have right there. And uh I'm gonna try to do some uh some um, Fishing there, and they maybe even go up to the Navajo Reservoir for one day. You know, maybe do a little boat fishing. You know, just to break things up.
11: Yeah.
2: You know, he and well and a- I are not the the most experienced fishermen in the world, but we like to have a lot of fun when we go out. I don't have my hip boots on. Oh, no. <laughs> well. How many told times me last time? Go ahead. No, uh, t- how many times? When we went fishing and won the jackpot, oh j frank I was just telling somebody about this story the other night that uh we were we were down in Hidalgo fishing, okay, yeah, and there was like nineteen of us plus i think there were six six there from Texas, and we were all in a pot, and uh of course you know they have like two fishing sessions there, and we were you know we were there for. Uh, six sessions while they were there. Well, after you and I had won the first five, <laughs> we we said we better take a break <laughs> and uh, not go fishing. Let's go do some dove hunting. So <laughs> we had to go dove hunting. And, yeah, or you know, otherwise we would have been killed. The yeah, yeah, we'd have been killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, those you know they tried everything to beat us, Frank, including. You know, I'm stuffing some weights down. They bought a fish on the other side of the island there and stuffed it with weights to try to beat us in the weight column. But uh, we thought it was kind of fishy that that's that yeah. all of the bass that weighed that much. <laughs> it's but, uh, always a pleasure when you right. have a buddy that loves the fish as much as you do. And a lot of me has been fishing for years. Oh, you got to be 30 at least. Uh, away. I don't know. I, hey. I remember the first time he took me fly fishing. You know, he called me up one day and he says, Hey, Ron, can you get away for a few days? I said, Sure. Uh, when? He said, How about 2 o'clock afternoon? <laughs> Next thing I know, we're on a plane heading to, uh, well, we're, we're heading to Oregon. We're heading to uh, Yellowstone. Right? No, no, we were we were headed uh, uh, no, we were headed up to Mount Hood. Oh, okay, that's where that, we're heading. And and, uh, uh, and I'm talking with his wife. He said, "Watch out for Frank when he's driving, because you will wind up in the state of Washington, you know, <laughs> and where you're not supposed to be there." And he'll say, "Oh no, I've 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 got it right this time." So we're driving up there, and I see a little says, Frank, what's the sign say? Welcome to Washington Port. <laughs> so we, get, we get all those good times, yeah. You know? We, uh, uh, but when we get on the fishing, we take our fishing seriously. Yeah, you know uh, we we do do that. We thirty-one times I went to Washington instead of going to Mount Hood. Yeah, out <laughs> of about thirty-four. Out of the thirty-four. Yeah, well, because that that arrow goes straight, (laughs) so you go straight. But there's a you, and so I stay straight, and I end up in Washington every damn time. Well, yeah, I can, I can, you know, sympathize with you, Frank, because (laughs) last month my little brother and I, we were, we, we were in uh, Colorado. And uh, we thought we'd stop before we, we were heading down up to Fort Collins, but we thought we'd stop there in Pueblo, Colorado, and fish some of the the, the, the reservoir or lake that they have there. And uh, we we tried uh, we tried to get out of there one time, and, and we every time we turned around, we were, we were I think we drove around the lake about four or five times. We even got directions how to get out, <laughs> and we and we still had problems, but yeah. we eventually made it. You know, fishing yeah. was a little slow that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing you haven't went with me yet is to Alaska, and you're going yeah. with me next year if I have to hand tie hog you and tie you. Boy, too bad, Fred Amber, he wasn't he isn't alive now. He just yeah, loved I going know. up there to Alaska. Yeah, but uh, yes, I, uh, I definitely would love, enjoy that, that's for sure. I yeah. think I still have that picture of you guys up there uh, at Lee's Ferry with all them fish. Oh, oh really? Now, yeah. Nowadays, they're fish. throwing away the key on you, but they had a <laughs> broom pole full of fish. Uh, uh, Trap. That was, that was good fishing up there. You know, just we, we, we roughed it, you know. We were, you know, going up that river and, you know, you have to watch where, the, you know, otherwise you ground your boat in there. And, and then we'd uh, camp in a, like a cave cut out there, and you know. And right in, as close to the dam as we could get, that seemed to be where the best fishing was, you know. and But we couldn't get out there when they <laughs> decided to let it flow. You know, raised the, raised the the water level. Uh, but uh, great times fishing, Frank, with you. Yeah. Oh, great yeah. Times. I mm. think the most favorite time I ever had, and I was the most scaredest, that when we were in West Yellowstone, we went into Yellowstone National Park, seen all of my buddies. And then I the, the little tiny, tiny, tiny that we had and uh, – Little trout was almost as big as the fly. Almost,
11: it was that trout day. was there.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that was a good experience for me. That was like one of the first times when you taught me how to fly fish. Yeah, I was up there. And yeah, got we, me out in that river there. You know, and I said, oh, then what am I doing out here?" And <laughs> you know. But it was, sure was enjoyable, and I really have loved it ever since.
11: Yeah, you know, well,
2: well, we had stressful jobs in both of us. Yeah. Yep. You, you had the electronics company, and I had the plating company. Yeah, right. Yep. Oh, boy. And you know what? That's been over 30 years. That's- Oh you know, yes, that's well over thirty years. Yeah, and that then you gets, said thirty on, years we've uh, been fishing together. It's been a lot longer than that. Right, right. Well since seventy six, you know. Yeah. That's when that's when uh, my friend Chuck and I, you know, um uh, we kinda <laughs> we were sitting in my house deciding what to what to do with ourselves, you know, and that's when we opened up rock in seventy six. Yeah. So yeah, I have yeah. Hey, uh, how's uh, he doing? Uh, not well, Frank. Not well. He's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he, he's mostly in the uh, he, he confined to bed. almost oh. totally. You know, because oh. he's at a point now where you know he can't do hardly anything for himself. You know, unfortunately, yeah. but yeah, but we, still we have a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, you go over (laughs) to him every week or so? Yes, I get over there every week, Uh, for sure. I get over there every week, you know. Well, we have made plans to do a couple. I'm going on the trip next year where he's going right now. Uh, We, for the last five or six years, we said, oh, either one of us has been getting out like we wanted to get out. And when you have really good fishing buddies, if you don't do it at least three times a year, something's wrong with one of us. Right. So it's all your fault.
11: <laughs> it's all mine. <laughs> well, no, we're,
2: we're getting ready. We're getting ready. We said, well, if we have any problems down here, we can we got somebody along with us we can blame. We can blame Frank.
11: Blame Frank, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: and, uh, he'll, he'll take it. We'll have a, you know. Well we will. We'll, we'll we'll have a good time there. I I got the new report, you know, come out there, uh, things are about the same. Okay. Uh yeah. they talked a little bit about using even smaller um flies, you know. Yeah. And smaller. Maybe a like, couple eighteen. Right. And skate them. Are those are those uh the blue and, Zan- oh, and they talked about making the tippets even smaller, you know? Like yeah. Which is, is that like the 7X or something like that? Yeah, yeah. F- 6 or yeah. 7X, yeah. Yeah, right. You've got Absolutely. the one I set up for you. I guarantee you're going to catch fish on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm and, I'm all ready for it. I'm all ready for it. Someone told me about waders. I said, i would give my waders. No, you don't need the waders. Just, you know, just wear shorts and we'll walk out into the river. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little chilly now, but I don't know. I guess it cooled Mark. down just a little bit. I guess it cooled hey, down Mark. just a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah. Frank, go ahead. You have any questions for the pro? He he claims never to be good at anything, but he always cons me into tying everything up for him.
1: I tell you what, you I'm know? just I'm just enjoying sitting here listening to you guys reminisce. That that was a good segment. We are we're out of time right now, but uh, we're going to come back and wrap up the show. Just me and Frank. So thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll be right back. Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
12: Worrying 'bout the way you look, water never sees He's a great American fisherman, he would fish anywhere, anywhere there's water. Lord knows he'd be there. He's just like a gypsy, mighty hard to hold. A great American fisherman, got fishing in his soul.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken
1: Hey, everybody. This is Mark the Engineer. Our buddy John is not with us this week, but uh, we've got Frank Selby on the line. And, Frank, we had a pretty good show today.
2: Yeah, I thought we had an excellent show today. Yeah. And... I wanted to say a few short things. Uh, The kids in Texas, I gave you your largest bass lake that you can fish. I enjoy getting emails from people about fish in different parts of the United States or the world. I honestly want to tell everybody out there, if you send us an email, I will get the right people for you. It might take a few weeks instead of one session, but I apologize to the, the kid in Texas about the rainbow trout. I have hit about nine different people that I know that fish, and most of it is stocked in Texas.
1: Mm, okay. Well, do you want to give out your, your email, or what email are we talking yeah. about there? Go ahead. Uh,
2: my uh, my email is sbb fly at
1: com. SBB fly at com.
2: that's correct okay. and if you have anything you want to know about if I if I don't know the answer I probably know somebody that does exactly or I will find them if I don't know them and have them
1: so any questions any comments whatever they can go to SBbb fly at com and get hold of the one and only Frank Selby
2: yeah, Love And I, one other thing, uh, and I mean this really sincerely, Mark, I think you're one of the greatest tech guys we I have ever worked with, and I've worked with a few over the years.
1: Awesome, man. I appreciate that. It makes me feel good, and uh, it's an honor to work with you, Frank. That's all I can say, man. It's an honor. Thank
2: you so much. And I want to thank all of our audience, and hopefully everything will be back to normal next week.
1: Yeah, we're hoping that John can come back. We had a, a great show today. Uh, Mike Allen started us off. He's a kayak guy, and he teaches people to, to, to fish and to run these kayaks. I'm still a little bit uh, confused about how they work and how safe they are, but uh, Mike Allen seemed to say, hey, no problem, just just pop in there and get to fishing. Our next guest was uh, David Vance, uh, specializes yep. in lake Fort, Texas. Sound like a great guy out there. He's been doing it since 1981 out there in East Texas. So uh, needless to say, he, he knows his stuff. And, of course, yeah. we just finished up with Ron Bauer. Now, Ron and Frank have been buddies for over 40 years. Now, talking about knowing each other and having some good times to talk about, what do you think, Frank?
7: Uh, uh,
2: we ha- have a lot of great memories to talk about, and we fished together a lot of years and love every minute of it. And sometimes a uh, day out fishing at, with any kind of problem is a lot better than sitting at home open about something.
1: Yeah, just get out and get in the open air and uh, do something fun, right?
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. If you don't like fishing, hunting. If you don't like hunting, go, go to running, bicycle yeah. riding, any sport. It helps you relax and it makes you live a lot longer. There's an old saying: every day fishing is one more day added to your life.
1: There you go. There you go. It's better than messing with your phone and sitting in front of the computer. You know. Oh yes. Yeah.
2: But I do like to sit out and play a little poker once in a while. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of computers, we need to tell everybody uh, to go to Fish Talk fishtalkradio.com you can listen to this program and others as many times as you want so fishtalkradio.com i think you can also type in fishhuntradio.com if you want to but uh, it's going to get you to the same place isn't it frank
2: Yes, it is. Okay. Just on one, I'm at the very bottom
1: <laughs> <laughs> of the page. <laughs> we got to scooch you up top this time. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And, and speaking of that, uh, give out your website for the shop, Frank.
2: Yeah, it's uh, hisandherflyfishing.com.
1: That's simple enough. Do that one more time.
2: His and her flyfishing.com.
1: Okay. Well, I think we did it, Frank. We're just about out of time. We got some uh, some of that music playing in the background. That means it's time to go home and get some lunch or some supper or whatever we yeah. want to do. Okay. Thanks Thank a lot, you, Frank. Martin. You bet, buddy. We're going to be talking to you next week, and uh, hopefully, uh, Mr. John will be back next week. Until then, Fish Talk Radio. Have fun.
0: Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even
5: imagine. This is John Hennigan, and this is Frank Selby. Hey, Frank.
2: Hey, how's it going? We seem to be doing pretty good today. Ah, it keeps
5: getting better all the time. You know, it's a two-hour program, and I I missed the first hour, but uh, I came in just to make sure that Frank's doing a good job, and apparently he did a fantastic job in the first hour. I can't wait to listen to it. But uh, anyway, Frank, I appreciate you helping out.
2: No problem, always.
5: Frank, that's why I like doing this show every week because I've been doing it for a long time, and I'm not very smart, but every week I learn something new.
2: Well, the day you stop learning, the day you should die. Well, yeah.
5: hopefully I've got a lot more to learn. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> i got another
2: 25 years at least. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I'm going to outlive my great-grandfather. He <laughs> lived to be 116.
5: No way. That's impossible. Yeah.
2: No, that's how old he lived. Uh, he for years he was the oldest living man in Missouri and through all the United States.
5: Man, that's going to be a record breaker. 116? Yeah.
2: Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Wow, you, and you must. My say uncles, there's not one of my family, barring war or accidents, haven't lived to be over 104. Wow, you've sure got some good genes. Well, you see how well I am for my age, and we won't say my age over the radio. Ah, uh, you're
5: still a kid, especially yeah. <laughs> especially when you got those kind of genes. That's why I know yeah.
2: every old timer you call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm one day younger and, dirt, and my best friend's one day older.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a trip coming up at the end of September to uh, Baja we'll talk about later. Best thing to do is just give me a call. And it's area code 805207. 3522. If you've never been there, this is the perfect time. If you want to take your wife, it works just fine. If you want to take a fishing buddy, that's you. Well, I'm not going to say that's better. You should probably have your wife. But uh, anyway, if anybody is at all interested, please give me a call. I guess we're going to have to take a break here in a minute, but uh, I do really appreciate you taking care of that first hour for me.
2: That's quite all right. And we always help each also,
5: other. Also, last week when I was um, traveling, uh, you took care of me to then too. Yeah. I appreciate that so what, what do you need me for right yeah we need you <laughs> okay who could i pick on if i didn't have you <laughs> there you go and i'm an easy target <laughs> right okay yeah. all righty all right we'll be right back with you you are fi- listening to fish hunt talk radio go to the website fishhunttalkradio.com and listen to the show over and over and over you learn something
12: Fisherman, he'd fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water, God knows he'll be there. He's just like a gypsy, mighty hard to hold. Great American fisherman got fishing in his soul.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan,
5: and yes, welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We have uh, Frank uh, uh, as our... Selby? Frank, yes, Frank oh, Selby. Well, uh, well, I'm not sure. Uh, it's a two-hour show, and you did the first one without me. I was gone last week, and you did that without me. So I, I think we're going to have to find a new term that co host <laughs> Partner. Uh, well, part, yeah, there you go. There you go. Partner. In, uh, anyway, we have a, uh, another special guest that we enjoy bringing with you. We have Eric Swanson. And instead of, well, Frank knows all about him. Maybe he could give some accolades. But why don't we just let uh, Eric uh, tell us himself about who he is, where he is, and what he does.
13: Well, thanks, John. Um, I'm Eric, and we have a full-service fly shop up here in West Yellowstone, Montana, servicing Yellowstone Park and the Madison River. And one of our favorite things to do is take new people out, people who haven't experienced this area, show them why we love Yellowstone in Montana, and take them out fly fishing. Why is that? So (laughs) the first time I ever came here, I was new. And I saw these fly shops up here and was very excited, and it really turned me on to fly fishing, and I got very serious about it. And I wanted to open my own store and share that passion with all the people that come through here and see their excitement for the area, just like I had excitement for the area.
5: Well, it's still a little bit early in the year, so if people are planning on taking some trips or driving or whatever it is, family trip, or just a couple of guys that uh, want to experience the Yellowstone area, uh, then you might want to pay attention to this, and I'm sure that uh, Eric is going to give us some information about why you should go there and what to do when you get there.
13: Right, so currently right now we are in our runoff, so the rivers are higher fortunately we're in the headwaters so there are some rivers that you can at least fish and as we get into middle June the rivers will come down we'll start getting the hatches and that's what everybody wants is those clear rivers by the end of June lots of hatches the big one is the salmon flies that come off Um, and then all through July lots of caddis and pale morning duns and then as we move through the summer into August we get the terrestrials uh, hoppers ants beetles And, of course, the fall, that's kind of a favorite time, October, brown trout come up out of the lakes to spawn.
5: I was just going to ask, when you think of trout, normally the first thing you think of is, you know, is uh, uh, rainbow. Yes. And I think that rainbow are probably the only trout that are hatchery raised and released. So the ones, you know, the cutthroats and the browns and things are all native. Is that right?
13: Yes. So up here, um, it's all a naturally reproducing population. We'll have a mix of rainbows and browns on the Madison. And then as you go over to the east side of the park, the Yellowstone drainage, lots of those native Yellowstone cutthroats Cutthroat. over there. Yes,
11: <laughs> I
2: think Frank likes us. yeah. Yes, I love them. And love them. one thing, Eric, this is your 25th anniversary. It is. Is that sir? correct? That is correct. And You started in that little tiny log cabin down the street, then you moved across the street. Now you moved into a really big fly shop. And you have a website,
13: too, don't you? You didn't mention your website. Yep, we have a website. So erics, A-R-R-I-C-K-S dot com. And you can go to the website and read more information about our shop. Mm -hmm. Send us inquiries on if you'd like to come out and do a guided trip. And we'll be more than happy to answer all of your questions Mm -hmm. on that.
5: Well, Eric, um, there's a lot of different ways to spell Eric, and I've never seen yours. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you can figure out how to spell it, it's pretty easy. You just go dot .com. And and it it starts with an A, and it's A-R-R-I-C-K-S. Uh, com And if you want to learn anything about fishing in that area, I suggest you check that out. And uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do out, out of the fly shop besides selling flies.
13: So, well, we've got lots of fly tying materials for those who want to tie their own flies. And, of course, we've got all the tackle rods, reels, and, and everything you'd need for fishing. And then we do take a lot of people out on guided fishing trips. You don't have to have any equipment to do a trip with us. We provide all of the equipment on the trip so you could fly here with nothing and we'll take care of all your needs
5: okay well let's just say somebody wants to fly in or drive in or whatever once they get there uh do they have to get a room someplace and you take them out during the day or how does that work
13: so we do day trips so normally they are either camping out rving or they get a room here we meet at the shop so we can kind of do the licenses and um fit them for the waiters and then they can ride with the guide to the fishing location.
5: Mm-hmm. So most of the fishing that you do, I would assume, would be fly fishing. It's all fly fishing. It's all fly fishing. Okay. So if somebody shows up um, with a spinning rod with a smile on their face.
13: <laughs> We're going <teach laughs> to teach them how to will put a bubble fish. on it.
11: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
13: So the guides are really good at teaching. Yeah. So any, even if you have never held a fly rod before, that's Okay. We'll take you out and teach you how to cast and how to fish. And you'll probably catch some fish on your trip.
5: Well, over the years, I've come to, you know, I'm not a, an avid fly fishing angler, but uh, over the years I have learned that, generally speaking, it's the most effective way to catch fish.
0: It is,
13: because you're imitating exactly what the fish are eating. So that's, that's what the flies are, is to imitate all those different insects and bugs that the trout are actually needing. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, another comment I mentioned before is that, you know, the river runs through it where you see these guys, you know, you know, doing a double haul and looping and throwing it out, you know, 120 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way to fly fish, but that's not the only way, right?
13: Right, right. So that looks very pretty, and it's very exciting to do that. But normally when we're fishing, it's a lot shorter casts, and um, you're trying to keep the flies in the water, so the fish have a chance to grab them. So mm-hmm. we're not doing a lot of the line in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't you can't catch fish in the air. We want those in the water.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're not fishing for owls or seagulls. You're yeah. fishing for fish. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Eric, you still do walk trips too, right? If yes, people we do. don't want a float tube, you you have guides that will take them into the park and do right. the
13: lower part of the Madison there right yeah. inside the park. And when people um, want to learn how to fly fish, we kind of encourage them to do the walking trip, and then they'll get a lot of hands-on instruction from the guide.
2: My favorite spot just that second road down into the, as soon as you go through the gate, make a left at the three rocks. Junior's always been there for me.
5: <laughs> well, uh, Eric, since we do have you on, and you know, I guess you're the old man around there now. But uh, uh, some tips when you're fly fishing—do you, uh, you know, there's, if you're whether you're nymphing or, or throwing a dry fly or whatever it is—once um, you get, but just give us some tips about uh, how to catch fish.
13: So, I mean, there's kind of a lot of the little quick remarks is keep your flies in the water and pay attention mm-hmm. so that that's one thing yeah and and fly fishing is very visual so we're, we're looking for something so if you're nymph fishing you have an indicator so you're looking for some kind of yep. move, movement from the indicator
11: mm-hmm. anything
13: if, if you're dry fly fishing that fly's floating on top so visually you're watching it and you're you're waiting for a trout to take it and you have to be quick because these fish know that that fly is fake and if you don't react yeah, you're not
5: going to hook them. Well, uh, just a, a, a quick story. Uh, so someone that's now departed, but fantastic guy, Neil Taylor, one of the foremost fly fishermen in the world. He, he uh, taught four sitting presidents to fly fish, and he was talking about when he was taking, teaching somebody to fish, and the guy's you know was uh, nymphing, and Neil goes one, you know, and a little while later he goes two. You know, and after a while, the guy goes, what are you counting? What are you doing? He says, I'm counting how many fish that grabbed your uh, fly and you didn't even know it.
11: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, you watch the line more and you watch the strike indicator because if that line goes a different way, you know you've got a fish have it in its mouth.
5: Okay. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up, Eric. But uh, as far as the season goes, uh, it sounds like any time from now through what, October? Yes. Okay. Yes, well it is. I would suggest people get excited about, you know, that's it's not just the fishing there. It's such a beautiful country. Even if you, It is. You know, even the scenery just, is gorgeous. Just, just take the whole family. Okay, Eric, we really appreciate you uh, coming on and helping us out. And, again, that is uh, Eric, which is spelled A-R-R-I-C-K. So it is erics.com.
10: Thank you so much, John. All right. right. We well, appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll see you this summer.
2: I'll stop in. We'll see gas for a couple hours. I there you go. Miss, I really miss Okay. You,
5: you're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fish Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mystery com today. That's mystery com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention fish talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it.
14: You can't catch fish. 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 No, 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 no. You can't catch fish. You no, 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 no. No, no, no. You can't catch fish. No, 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 no. You can't catch fish. No, 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 no. I got no. a little story about a city boy. That came no. to Wisconsin up from Illinois so you can no. enter. The big fish contest, it's a no. thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told no. him. Guy, you're making a mistake. You don't stand a chance catching fish on the slate, because, no. hey, you can pray you want to wish. But let me tell you something, guy. You can't fish. No, 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 I told no, you there, guy. No, no, no. Can't catch fish. No, no, what do you no, think no, you're doing? No, 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 no. Can't catch fish. No, no, no. For no, no, sake! No, 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 you can't catch fish. No, no, Go back no, to no, Illinois. No, no, hey. no, no, no. Can't catch
0: fish. Welcome back. To Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken.
5: This is John Hennigan along with Frank Salas. And we have uh, one of our special guests, which we like to talk to whenever we get a chance. And his name is John Marriott. And he, I'm not sure what your position is, John, but I think you're probably near the top of the ladder. But uh, he has a company called Soft Science. And as a matter of fact, oh, uh, John, uh, those ones you just sent me, I just, I just put them on. They're the ones that are lace-up, or are they fin three or something like that?
15: Uh, If they're they're the lace-up fishing shoe, yeah, that's the fin three. Uh, We also have the new sail fin, which has uh, additional eyelets. Mm -hmm. So it's a longer lace-up that's more uh, appropriate for sailing.
5: Oh, okay. Well, what we're talking about is uh, soft science makes footwear. And it's so completely different that people have to understand what it is. Um, I was just thinking uh, yesterday, uh, um, John, is that it's not a shoe, it's a platform. And it's kind of like walking on sand at the beach. There's, you know, and your shoes are specifically designed to be a little bit bigger and wider than the normal shoe. And you know we have people that, well, especially women, but we're not going to go there. That you know their toes are all crunched together, and over a period of time, you know they got pointed feet. <laughs> and the,
2: uh, I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. Okay,
5: <laughs> but uh, uh, these allow your you know your feet to to be natural, and you know and. And not be cramped up, and you know, you don't lace them tight, but they're so comfortable. And you just kind of walk around, and you know, you, I now I can't really wear anything else. I got other shoes, but I just every day I put, put a pair of these on. And actually, uh, I, I put them on, and uh, if I if you're gonna go someplace for a week, I don't take two pairs because you just wear the same ones every day for a week. But uh, the give us a little bit of an idea about what I said about the platform.
15: Sure. So, you know, that, that's really what Thaw science shoes are all about. You know, it's supreme comfort footwear is what we specialize in. And, uh, you know, the platform <laughs> you're talking about, that's our universal comfort platform. And it consists of uh, a drop-in insole, which uh, is made of our proprietary (laughs) material called Trillion, which is a a closed-cell polymer, which basically means it can't absorb water, and if it can't absorb water, it can't absorb stink. Yeah. yeah. So the nice thing about them is you can pull them out, you can throw them in the washing machine, uh, you know, you can wipe them dry, stick them back in your shoes, Uh, You know, anytime you want. The Mm -hmm. whole shoe can go in the washing machine, uh, and, you know, depending on the model, uh, you you can either air dry them or drip dry them, et cetera. But, uh, you know, they're they're made to be used and used hard, uh, washed as often as you want to, um, but remain comfortable. So that insole sits on the inside of the shoe, uh, and that's the bright orange-colored part, and then that sits on top of uh, a very wide and generous outsole. Uh, it's nice and thick. It absorbs vibration. So when you're when you're on the boat running, the, your your engine vibration gets absorbed. Uh, you know when you're uh, you know in choppy water, uh, that that's going to get absorbed as well, so that it doesn't transmit all of that shock and vibration up through your ankles and your knees and yep. your hips and you know where it ends up. Yep kind of ruin your, ruining your day and, and making you soar uh, earlier than you want to be.
5: Yeah, it allows you a lot more time in the water.
15: You know, that's, that's what I find. You know, I've, I've been fishing for a number of years, and I ran a boat for a number of years. And, uh, you know, the one thing is, is, you know, especially like on an overnight tuna trip or whatever, you, know, you, you just really start to feel it. And if you can have a pair of shoes under you that gives you back a couple more hours in that day uh, before you start getting tired, before you start getting sore, before your back starts telling you it's time to sit down, uh, I mean, that's really what it's all about. You know, summertime is short. You, you want to spend as much time out on the water, having as much fun as you can, and you don't want your feet giving out on you. Well, I can protest to that
2: because I wear mine just about three days a week, and it's like walking on a cloud. I mm-hmm. love them, and I got mine there in last year. Just uh, when did we go to Cabo? Uh, uh, yeah, John? it was
5: last October, I think. But where did you get those yeah. from, Frank? from you (laughs) you're welcome
2: (laughs) thank you John (laughs) yes and they are the most comfortable shoe I put on and I'm a floor shine boy from beginning to end
5: yeah well floor shines make good shoes but it's a whole different concept
2: that's right and I mean I can wear them out Dress in my slacks, and they they look perfect either way. If you're fishing or working, they are so comfortable, and they look good too.
5: Yeah, well, you know, it's surprising to me. Nobody pays attention, but uh, frequently people you see my shoes and they go, "What are those?" <laughs> and I go, "Well, they're the most comfortable footwear that that's made." But uh, yeah, well, how do I get some? Well, uh, you know, when you, when you try them on. And you, you mentioned earlier about the insole and being waterproof. Uh, when I said that you can, I don't wear socks with them, and I can wear them for a week, uh, and they don't stink. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you, you, get, you know, if you rinse them off or, or scrub them out a little bit, that's fine. But you really don't have to take two or three pairs like you normally would.
15: No, you know, I just got back. Uh, I spent a week over in Italy, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I had the pair that I wore, and I had a second pair in my suitcase, uh, and I, I also brought a pair of flip-flops, uh, all three soft science, and I just rotated between them. And, you know, we, we, we went, uh, you know, all over the place. in uh, the entire time I was wearing, uh, uh, you know, my soft science. And they didn't let me down uh you know i I climbed all the way to the tall uh top of the tallest tower mm-hmm. in uh in San Gimignano. Uh, oh. I think my heart was ready to give out yeah. my feet were <laughs> good to go well john I, su-
5: <laughs> I i suspect you get a pretty good price on those soft science shoes, don't you
15: you know they're really they're affordable um you know we have flip flops uh that run thirty nine ninety nine to forty nine ninety nine we uh the fishing shoes. Uh, the most expensive that we have is ninety nine dollars, but we also have an eighty nine and a seventy nine dollar uh, pair. So the, the the fin, the original fin, the fin two, the fin three. So you know nothing that we sell uh, is is more than a hundred bucks. Yeah, and you know they're going to last you several seasons. Uh, I mean, that's one of the criticisms we've actually heard from people is is you know I bought these things two years ago. I'd like to buy a new pair, but these are still going strong.
11: Well,
2: I like mine. I really do. And I've only had to wash them once. Yeah. Well, and. They, they came out perfect, and they're most comfortable shoe I've ever worn.
5: Before we get too far into it, uh, let's get your website. And I go there once in a while, and a lot of times you have some special deals on your site. Uh, and, you know, when you compare it to the other name brand shoes that are way overpriced, that aren't anything close to as it comfortable, uh, it's a pretty good deal. But what is your website?
15: So we're at softscience.com.
5: dot com. That's easy, softscience.com. dot com. And uh, again, you know, sometimes when I get notices, sometimes where you do close out and changeovers and you know sales and things, and it's uh, <laughs> uh, it, it really is. And I've always believed that whatever you buy, whether it's a fishing reel or um, a car or whatever it is, um, if you if you buy quality from the beginning you're never going to be dissatisfied I mean you can go to big five and buy some shoes for 30 bucks but if they don't do what they're supposed to do then you threw your money away
15: yeah exactly and you know that's why we stand behind our products too. because you know we offer a 60-day uh, supreme comfort guarantee basically you know you buy your shoes on our website you wear them if they don't work out for you for whatever reason send them back we're paying the shipping and we'll refund the money okay so it's really no risk for somebody to give us a try uh, but our, I'll tell you our return rates are very very low.
5: Yeah well you guys are fairly new to the market you want to give it just a real quick we don't have much time background into South science?
15: Sure. So we really launched in, uh, in 2015, and originally uh, the lineup uh, was, was mostly a, uh, a, a men's casual shoe called the Drift, uh, which is still one of our top-selling shoes. Uh, and it was really in 2016 that we introduced, uh, the first of our fishing shoes, the fin. And once that started taking off, we really expanded the lineup. We added the flip-flops. And then in subsequent years, you know, we had, we went from the fin to the fin 2. Uh, which is, you know, one step up, and we added the fin boot and the terrafin, which is our fly fishing boot. So we just really built off that initial foundation for the last three years or so.
5: Well, I'll tell you, one of my favorites is um, when you put uh, boots on or wading boots, they're such a pain to put on. But you've got these kind of a neoprene that they slip on with a zipper on the side, and you get in and out real quick, and they're extremely comfortable.
15: Yeah, that's our thin boot with the side zipper, and and uh, you know we've got the the zipper on the outside of the ankle, so that when you're you know walking in a stream or whatever, you're you know you're not rubbing right. zippers against each other. Right. Um, those are really easy on, easy off. Mm-hmm. And then for those who like you know prefer a tie-up boot, we've got the TerraFin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, well, real easy to get in, get on and off because they've got the feed laces at the top.
5: Yeah. Well, John, uh, we really appreciate uh, sharing this product information with us, and I think that you both, Frank and myself, highly endorse it. So yeah. go, to, go to softscience.com, check it out, and I'll tell you what, uh, John gives a guarantee. I'll give you a personal guarantee. If you don't like them, I'll buy them for. From you. you are listening yeah, beat to. Yeah, do that deal. To, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and uh, go to fishhunttalkradio.com and listen to the show and learn more about it. Thank you, John. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISH TALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to MysteryTacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention fish talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it.
14: With a bunch no. of fancy gear, cranks, six, you know, it, and lures. No. Every style type and ties if you think no. that'll help you for a surprise cause money Can't buy school, you know the guys and me We can catch a mad will against Shadrath You ain't no match, fish is just <music> something that you can't catch For crying out loud, guy You can't catch fish You can't catch fish You can't catch fish You can't catch fish
7: Felt a tug on the line And I didn't pay attention I I knew it, I was staring at a ten pound shiny bass When I tried to pull the fish inside I pulled a muscle in my upper thigh I was so scared, I threw my rod up in the air
0: Welcome back! Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. We have
5: Frank Salas, and we also have another. You know, Frank, I have to hand it to you. You're, you've been lining up guests for us, and you just keep finding these truly expert. Um, that we get so much information from things that you know. I, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not as. Uh, um, world traveled and as, as professional as you are, but you know these we keep finding more about these places that you wouldn't have thought of. Now, yes, Arizona. You know, on the surface goes well. Why would you want to go fishing in Arizona? You know, you go to Colorado or <laughs> or uh, the Eastern Sierras or something. But we're going to find out why, because we have John Scooter Griffith, uh, A.K.A. Scooter, and he is uh, Arizona fishing guide, both conventional and fly. So. Uh, Scooter Tell us about your operation.
16: Yeah, sure. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, You know, we do do a lot of stuff here in Arizona. We have about six lakes that we fish consistently, um, but it does get a little bit of pressure. I mean, you have six million people here in the valley area, so that gets a little bit of pressure. But we do conventional gear, fly fishing. We do all kinds of stuff, mostly from our 21-foot tournament-rigged bass boats. Mm. Um, We go out. Like I said, you meet us at the lake, and and, uh, we take you fishing for either half days or full days. Uh, We have stripers, white bass, largemouth. We have some yellow bass. Um, The trout stuff that we do is up on the Mogion Rim. Uh, So that's about an hour and 45 minutes away Mm -hmm. from the valley. But it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's good for kids. It's good for beginners. Um, You know, I make this joke for years that I've changed diapers on my boats. (laughs) <laughs> um, from little kids, and I've had a 102-year-old man on my boat, you know, uh, still Catching alive fish. fishing and, and doing his thing, so well, we've done it all, that's, that's what, for sure. That's
5: what keeps you going. Um, <laughs> now, just to talk about Arizona a little bit, um, it, around the Phoenix airport, what is it, about 110 right now?
16: Yeah, I think it is actually. Okay, well, I just got a warning on my phone that it was a heat warning in Mesa here, which is right next to Phoenix. <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh huh.
5: But you know, you don't think of trout fishing in a 110 degree weather. So, um, where do you? How far do you have to go to to get some elevation, and how high do
15: you go?
16: Uh, I think Payson is like right at 4,500 feet and then you go just a little bit above there to the Mogollon Rim which is going to be pushing probably right at 5000 feet
11: mm-hmm.
16: but it you know from the phoenix airport it might take you i think an hour and 40 minutes an hour oh. and 30 minutes oh, okay. something like that so
11: yeah,
16: yeah. It, it's amazing how you can, during the wintertime, you could be down here and some of the snowbirds are laying at the pool and then their relatives are driving an hour to being in snow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it definitely has some diverse elevation for
5: right. sure. And where are you located?
16: We're in Mesa area, which is right next to Phoenix. It's the basically, you call it the Valley of the Sun. Oh, yeah. So it's all, yeah, they all kind of connect and they're all right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So awesome. our lakes that are here that we fish for bass uh, on our boats are all Within, you know, 25 to 45 minutes from the airport or Mm -hmm. downtown Phoenix or Scottsdale.
5: Yeah, that's, uh, well, I think that's supposed to be a very spiritual place, the Valley of the Sun. Yeah, Yeah, it is. For good reason. But (laughs) it it is, well, you said there's a a lot of pressure, but I can't imagine uh, there to be that much pressure on what you have available.
16: Yeah, I mean, you know, once you get up north and and stuff like that uh, to the trout fisheries that we have, that's not as much pressure. Um, you know, around the valley, it's just local fishermen that like to fish, and uh, you know, this time of year we start really early. We we start about five in the morning, and you know, we do a half day trips, and we're done about nine thirty, ten o'clock. No, so we're yeah, we're off the water before the the ski crowd hits.
5: Well, in other and, words, uh, you can you can be back home before your wife gets out of bed.
16: Exactly, or anyone knows that you've gone. Yeah, anybody. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, there's
2: uh, what's the best lake there uh, to fish for largemouth bass? Uh.
16: Uh, As far as trophies go, yeah, trophies, trophy fishing, we're going to stick to, like, Roosevelt uh, and Saguaro for the next couple of months. And then uh, as far as numbers go, we end up going to, like, Bartlett, even Pleasant. And these are all lakes that are real close. They're just in different directions from the valley. Uh, But they're all still, you know, 35 to 45 minutes. They're all really close. It's amazing Mm -hmm. that you could be in a parking lot somewhere downtown Phoenix and then 35 minutes later be in the most mystique the prettiest mountain salt river chain of lakes and big horn sheep everywhere and stuff mm. like that it's 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 a really impressive place mm.
5: well i've certainly you know been woken up about arizona i mean i just didn't, <laughs> didn't realize what was there. As you, you know if you fly in and out of phoenix and you look around and there's this big flat valley with nothing but sand and sun
16: yeah. it is <laughs> a great place there. i've lived here my whole life so I, i've been exploring quite a bit for 45 years now
5: Mm
11: -hmm.
16: Hey, Scooter, are you going to be in any of the tournaments this summer? Yes. Uh, Actually, I'm fishing a night tournament. We have some night circuits that go on. I'll fish that tomorrow. We fish a lot at night just because it's a little bit easier on the bass and it's easier on the fishermen. Uh, But Mm -hmm. my next event is going to be the FLW Costa Series at the California Delta. And then from there we'll go to the U.S. Open and then over to um, hopefully Gunnersville for the FLW Championship. Well, I wish you luck when you're
2: in the <laughs> Delta, but I can't wish you too much. Half about four of my buddies are probably going to be
16: fishing that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you were going to have uh, Mister Barrick on so we could pick his brain a little bit. Well, yeah, he, he's on next week. Yeah,
5: <laughs> uh, and, and Scooter, let's kind of talk a little bit about you know your your trips. Um, fly fishing, obviously, you know, is that's all Frank will do, and he's very very good at it. I've seen him in action. But but uh, you know, some people, you know, you get a, a cheap spinning rod with your kid, and you go out and you want to catch fish. Um, but give us an idea, uh, you know, about do you, do you need to be in a boat? You fish from shore, and if someone wants to use spinning gear or whatever else it is, a bass rod or something, um, uh-huh. give us some give us some ideas about that.
16: Sure, yeah. You can do both up at Woods Canyon Lake. We have a couple different ways that we fish up there. We have Woods Canyon Lake, Willow Springs, and then we have some of like the Tono Verde and then also Christopher Creek area. Uh, so we can be stream fishing or we can also do the lake, mm-hmm. and we could do either one. And spinning rods are just as welcome as a fly rod. Um, we had, and also some experience stuff. You know, we got some browns up there, but mostly they're all going to be, you know, stalker rainbows and then tiger trout as well. We have a lot of that. Tiger, uh, that tiger trout. Yeah, I'm not sure. Trout.
5: I'm not sure. I'm familiar with tiger trout.
16: It's like a cross between a rainbow. It's a real beautiful fish. they you know, we're running, raising those in our hatcheries up in the tonneau area as oh. well as rainbows. Hmm. So it's a pretty cool fish, but it, it acts and, and looks like a. Uh, like a rainbow, mm-hmm. it just has a little bit different markings on it, so it 's a pretty fish, you know, and it 's not super easy to catch, but it is absolutely mm-hmm. attainable for the beginner or the most experienced fisherman so it's a nice deal, and like I said, we do it on a. Sometimes we do it on a bass boat, and then sometimes we do it on like seventeen foot aluminum mm-hmm. uh, up there because it's easier to get into some of the areas.
11: Well,
5: give us a little bit of an idea on catch and release. Now we know that I don't know any bass fisherman that you know that uh, um, that kills fish, but uh, <laughs> you know if you wow. want to go fishing and you know and you want to come home with, you know, take your kid out there and he wants to come home and you know have his trout for dinner. Uh, give us sure. an idea about uh, catch and release and of the different types.
16: Yeah, we have a couple of ways that we do it. So if you want table fare, we could go up and do some trout fishing, and you can catch and keep six per person. And then if you are in the valley and you're bass fishing, we have stripers and white bass. Oh. So uh, as a rule... Um, as my rule, as the owner of the Arizona Fishing Guides, our largemouth bass are 100% catcher and release. Mm-hmm. It's just our resource probably couldn't handle as many trips as I do a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stripers and whites we could do catch and keep. We'll put them in your the cooler at the end of the day, and they're great for fish tacos, that well, sort of thing. I'll um, tell you what,
5: striped bass is probably one of the tastiest you know fish that you can get.
16: Yeah. And, and underrated. I mean, it, especially out here. I mean, these are landlocked stripers, but they're born and raised in, in Lake Pleasant at this point. They've come from the Colorado River, but they are just great, you know, like a firm white. Fish. Yeah, it's, firm white It's really meat, good yeah.
2: to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and they're, they're tasty. So, I you, like the white bass very much, too. <laughs>
16: Yes, that is a very good one, and it's it's my um, that's my particular fish that I like to eat is a white bass, and I'll I'll do fish tacos for my family at home. I like to eat them during the winter more than any time, yeah. uh, mostly because that's when I catch the most of them because we're doing certain techniques that that are leaning towards more catching of the white bass. So yeah, it's a fun time.
5: Okay, Scooter, I'm going to throw you a curve. Sure, give us a recipe.
16: Uh, you know what? I just I, I don't try to cut them absolutely perfect and get every little morsel off I just catch a lot of them so that I can cut them with just get the big fat part of the meat of them so you fillet all I, them? You, sir, yeah, you, all I do is just bread right. them and fry them
5: so you fillet I, them first yeah.
16: yes sir yeah okay. and then bread them and fry them and I throw them I do cabbage uh, not thousand yeah thousand island dressing Mm-hmm. And then uh, cheese and, and homemade salsa. and wrap it up in a corn tortilla and <laughs> just start handing them out. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm on my way. Uh, wow. What time is dinner this uh, winter? <laughs> well, it, it's, yeah, in the wintertime. Because today we're celebrating Mama's birthday. So we're going to go oh. over to the Angry Crab. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, you come by any time. I'd love to feed you. Okay, okay. That sounds good
5: now, what about uh, you don 't do any hunting? Is there you know tell us a little bit more about the area we've only got about a minute
16: Sure no, I do a lot of hunting uh, as a guide i don 't hunt, but I do take my son Fisher. Uh, on junior hunts, that now he's only fourteen, and my daughter, she loves to hunt, so mm-hmm. it works out really well. I get to kind of get both of both worlds to get to fish with my son and hunt with my daughter.
5: There you go. That's <laughs> lots of elk yeah. out here.
16: It's really fun.
5: Yeah, no, that's that that's fantastic because you know women have been kind of pushed aside, but I think the number one segment of fishing is women now, of nice. the, the growing uh, portion.
16: <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so lots, of, the, lots of stuff with women. You know, lots of moms come out and bring their kids, you know, um, so that works out really well. I have a handful of clients that only bring their sons out. Yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, there's something about the father-son bonding, but, uh, you know, it's, it is a family sport. And it's, you know, it's the real true American sport. And, you know, they say baseball, but fishing, I think, is probably the truest American sport and that brings families together.
16: Oh, I think so. I believe that wholeheartedly. I'm 100 believe. It.
5: Okay. Well, let's let's try that uh, website again, and that uh, we were talking about the state of Arizona, and so it's ArizonaFishingGuides.com. ArizonaFishingGuides.com, and I'm sure if you uh, check that out and get in touch with Scooter, it'll be well worth the trip.
16: I look forward to it. I really appreciate it. Hey,
2: Scooter,
5: real quick, one quick. question. No, no, no. We're out of time. Oh, well, we'll, we'll bring you back, Scooter. Thanks, Rick. Right? Okay, we'll uh, be back in touch. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Hey, let's see if we, Scooter, will hang over to the next segment.
3: The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to aftco.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. (coughs) Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet or even Kindle App Store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch the Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch the Grizz next adventure today.
7: Slapping
0: It's Talk Hunt
5: Radio with John Henneken This is John Hennigan, and of course we have Frank Salas, and we've been visiting with. Oh my gosh, I don't know. We lost somebody. Maybe we'll see. No, there's somebody back. Anyway, uh, well let's take a let's take a head count. Uh, Scooter, are you still there? Okay, hang on. Oh, he's coming back on. Yeah, and Frank, you're still there, right? All right. Uh, I'm here. Oh, uh, 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 Scooter. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. That's great. Now, I appreciate you coming on and finishing it up with us. Um, And I was just, during the break, I was asking about, you know, if people want to come and visit you, uh, what do you recommend? Whether, of course, they're going to be a cross-country trip in an RV or they're just going to fly into Phoenix and go with you. Uh, You know, give us some ideas on what you suggest.
16: Sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of like five-star resorts that are casinos and things like that. We have two or three yeah. of those that are, that are pretty nice. We have uh, – the one place that I use quite a bit is called the Saguaro Lake Lodge Resort, and it's a real like family-orientated, um, real rustic. There's like big great rooms and then sleeping quarters with, you know, with uh, bathrooms and showers. But they cook for you every morning. And they cook for you at night for dinner. It's really kind of cool. It's right on the water uh, below the lake that we're fishing, but it's on the Salt River chain. There's deer. There's wild horses through there. You can do horseback riding while you're there, but it's a really neat place. I like mm-hmm. that place a lot. Uh,
5: well, Frank, we do have you back. But I was just going to say, uh, you know, if you've got an RV, do it. But most people don't. There's no reason why you can't just, uh, you know, pack up the car and put a tent on if you need to. And there's plenty of accommodations.
16: Mm-hmm. Around there, there is, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot of camping spots around the lake.
11: Mm-hmm.
16: Yeah, Scooter, I got one more question they asked you. <laughs> How many guides do you have with you?
2: And uh, if they can't get you, you've got some great guys that are there.
16: That's a great question. You know, I, I've, I've handpicked every guide that works for me. Uh, i 've been doing this for- t- for twelve years full time now, and I just can 't keep up with all of our clients so I have about ten guides that work for me full, you know on and off throughout the year, but I have three or four full time guides mm-hmm. and uh and we try to stay busy all year long i mean mm-hmm. it's it 's harder during the summer, but we still do somewhere between forty and fifty trips you know a month during the summer hot months we well, just do them real early <laughs> just, just just
5: a quick comment scooter um there 's a lot of people that will spend five or ten thousand dollars on a fishing adventure. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people can't do that, especially if you want to take your family. So sure. if, if they want to come out, I always recommend, even if you know what you're doing, at least the first day get a guide. And yes. you know, and then you can, you know, your chances of success are better. If you can afford it, you know, get one every day, that's even better. But, if you know, can you comment on that?
16: Yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, my biggest thing is I, I always feel like, like we take the learning curve out of it. I mean, you, you could come out and figure it out yourself, but if you only have five days or three days or whatever it is, you know, hire hire us, we'll take you out, we'll show you what we do and why we do it for the first day, maybe in the first two days, and then from there on we'll show you what you should do. And maybe even sometimes I'll end up looking at people's equipment or their boats and helping them out that way and telling them this is what I would buy or what I would get next. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they just kind of go on from there. So it's it works out really, really nice. And all of my guys are just so helpful and you know, we're not afraid to share all the information that we've gained over the, you know, I've been fishing for now for, geez, almost 25 years, mm-hmm. uh, full time, you know, for a lot.
5: Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, the, you know, the guides, <clears throat> yeah, it's not, it's not cheap. You know, you're going to spend a couple hundred bucks for sure. But, you know, they're up at four o'clock in the morning getting everything <laughs> ready. Then they go out and then they get put everything away. It's a long day I and mean, hard work to guide somebody.
16: It really is. Sometimes you know, everyone always says to me, "Gosh, what a great gig you have!" Well, yeah, I don't think they're going to be saying that after thirty-five days straight on the water with <laughs> four hours of sleep a night.
5: Okay, <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna to have to wrap this one up for sure. Uh, but, scooter, we really appreciate uh, you coming and joining us, and we learn a lot more about fishing in Arizona. Go to the Arizona Fishing Guides dot com. And of course, you are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to fishontalkradio.com and you can, right on the front page, you can listen to the show as many times as you want.